everybody to Sandcast Beach Volleyball with Triborn and Travis Moore. We only have four people in here. Our last episode was a little crowded. I guess it would have been two episodes by now with, with the Crabs, Taylor Sander, Nick Lucena, and then our our fans. Yeah, that was hectic. <laughs> that was a bit hectic. But we got uh, we got some international flavor coming in here. We got you guys out of Canada. We got Sam Schachter back. Last time we had you on, we were in the kitchen. And Dan Deeren, first timer. Welcome, boys. Thanks for having us. A <laughs> <laughs> little different training center down here than what you guys have in Toronto, I think. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a little better. <laughs> the sun makes a difference. And you guys came down on a good week, too. I know. Well, what, the first two days were gnarly. Right. Like oh, it so was, caught it, wind, I caught right? the wind oh, yeah. and the cold, and we were a little concerned. And then it turned around. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly how I was like, it changes quick. It does. And then we had, we had a perfect week this last week, and then mm. I heard tomorrow we might have rain. We'll see. My weather report says something completely different than your guys. <laughs> it says it's not going to rain till like the evening, so let's hope. Yeah, it's like I had 50 the... degrees. You're like perfect weather, yeah. tank top weather, and I'm like out there wearing gloves. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Joking, um, I wear gloves sometimes. Oh my god! I remember like when we were training out here for the first time. And like it was pretty cold in February some day some days, and Pedlo would always wear his sh- with uh, would oh, go, yeah. come out without a shirt, yeah. and we'd always get tripped by it. Yeah. Of course, <laughs> <laughs> but we looked tan by the end of it. We'd go to Mexico not looking like a bunch of white boys. It was nice. <laughs> it's a big difference though. Like you 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 come from Toronto, it's freezing, and then you come out here and it's like nine ten degrees, and everyone's like freezing, and it's like yeah, it's not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Spoiled, sure. spoiled. And let's be clear. This is 9, 10 degrees Celsius, not Fahrenheit. Yeah. <laughs> You're saying it's 9, no. 10, it's not that cold. Yeah. I'm like, all right, this is the Winter Olympic. Yeah. An important yeah. clarification. Yeah. Yeah, this is an interview about snow volleyball. <laughs> Which, Jake, you guys, uh, Jake and Russ just got back from snow. Exactly. Didn't they that yeah. hot in Turkey? Yeah. In Turkey, too, eh? Like, I was surprised by that. I was like, isn't it yeah. hot in Turkey? And they're like, I guess they play up in the mountains. Well, they said it was kind of funny because Jake, I saw him the first day that he was here when it was, like, kind of cold and windy. And he said that it was the same temperature here that it was in Turkey. And they said that they just had to keep making snow to, oh, wow. to keep the courts full. Nice. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Pictures look beautiful. It, snow's fun. Yeah. It's... Uh, <laughs> I don't think it should be a professional or Olympic sport, but something to do for fun. That's <laughs> yeah, <kinda> great. <laughs> yeah, isn't that what they were pushing for originally? Was like it was yeah. like it was an exhibition in Pyeongchang in 2018. Hmm. Emmanuel played. What? Oh, really? Rigo. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, Jibo yeah. was out there too. Remember Jibo from Yeah, Midor? of course. That was my favorite player growing up. Oh, yeah, sure. watching him play. Midor, yeah. He was so gnarly. Mm. Yeah. But they were like, I think they were just paying big names to show up to yeah. make it seem cooler. Yeah. yeah. It sounded Did fun. It, work? it sounded like everyone had fun partying. Because yeah. mm-hmm. when, we like when we were in um, Italy and Austria, Jiba was playing with uh, Marcio, the guy who took second in Beijing, oh, yeah. lost to Phil and Todd, right. and then their third player was Ricardo's son. So they had a pretty oh, good team. There you oh, go. Oh, damn. <laughs> Yeah, we're playing two volleyball, twos volleyball here, and we've got new squad here. Mm. How's it been going? Good. Yeah, yeah I'm excited. It's, it's been a lot of fun. I mean, we've only been really in the sand since January, so we're yeah. still sort of in the honeymoon phase. <laughs> <laughs> still like we'll each other. No, but it's amazing. Dan's making a little return, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Uh, he was back on the tour in... 
15 was my last one. Yeah, so he's back in a big way, hopefully, and heading out to Mexico next week. It's exciting. Yeah. It's exciting yeah. starting to compete again. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. And well, you you had you'd been you joined us on the in the cellar in the One Star for, <laughs> <laughs> for yeah. a little while. And yeah. how was it? I mean, you, last event 2015, and you come out playing One Stars with uh, Ivan Reca. I mean, how was it just competing again, even though it wasn't at you know that four and five star level? You no, know, it felt great to to feel the growth within yourself, yeah, um, mentally, and you can slow down the game a bit better and be a little bit more present. Um, so you can see the game within the game, and it was a pretty good gap to know after seven years I can, you know, feel it. It feels like a different sport when you're in a different mindset. So that was beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah. Grateful for a second chance, and I got a phone call from Sam like two years ago saying that he was looking at a new partnership and potentially it being me. So I got my shit together, <laughs> started you know really dialing it in and being disciplined and committed to, to the process when I wasn't previously in my mid-20s, so I, I can feel the, the difference for sure. I bet. Yeah. What brought you back? I mean, obviously the call from Sam's pretty good, but seven years, it's a long time. Yeah, I, sport. I definitely sacrifices had to be made and, yeah. and, and change in lifestyle, mm-hmm. but I told myself when I retired like and stopped playing, I said, I, I kid you not, I said, if I would only go back if one person in Canada gave me a phone call. And I said that to the girlfriend I was dating at the time, and a year and a half into our relationship, I got that phone call. And I was like, wow, is this actually happening? And I had to think about it and process it and make some life changes, but I, I don't regret anything. Because <laughs> <laughs> we had a good weather this week. Forget a cloudy day. This was a huge mistake. <laughs> you left your dishes on the table. <laughs> At least you're going to Mexico and it's not like a back to back to backer in Cancun like it was last year. Yeah, yeah, that's a blessing in disguise because I think we are just getting back into shape. I mean, ev- I mean I'm mean, i sure, you know, you know it's like after an Olympic cycle when you're making that push, like, the toll is insane. And I think, I know, I took like two months where I was like, no volleyball, please. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then getting back into shape and ramping back up. And I still think we're working into our top shape, so uh, there's still work to be done, but uh, certainly not having consecutive back-to-back tournaments right away or at least back-to-back-to-back tournaments yeah. is, uh, is huge. Um, although we were pretty close to having to play those futures in Australia and Thailand, in which case it would have been back-to-back-to-back to, back to, back to, to Panama. And, and that's some travel, too. And Seriously. And X around the world. And you can only <laughs> yeah. lose money. Yeah, the prize money at those tournaments. I'm like, oh, my God, please. God, please. Those are going to be tough. If you win, you mm-hmm. lose less. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Especially if you're going to Australia. Yeah. Yeah. No. Oof. No doubt. It's uh, That's good. a lot of changes on tour. Yeah. Right. A lot yeah. of changes. I was yeah. looking at flights to Australia today, and I was like, "All right, found some pretty cheap ones, like twelve hundred bucks. Like, so if we win." We're guaranteed to lose at least two hundred dollars. <laughs> That's before the hotel, before food, before the opportunity cost of not working. <laughs> this is a sinking feeling. <laughs> it's like damn, the yeah. Russians getting pulled out. Uh, everyone shifts it up once by once. Oh sweet. That's right. We were training with Latvia, and like at the beginning of the week, they're like we're first in the qualification. If they didn't change the format to like no qualification in the top sixteen, right, yeah. we would have been right in. And now they changed it. We're in the fucking qualifier. <laughs> and then the Russians are out, and they're like, yes. No war. Ukraine. Let's go. We're only one spot. <laughs> oh my god. I didn't know it. 
rankings, the you know new year with people retiring and new partnerships and everything. I, mm. If you told me I was ranked 20th, I'd believe you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm ranked 10th. I'm like, oh, sweet. Like, <laughs> I have no idea where I'm supposed to be ranked. <laughs> but I'm really happy that I'm in the elite. I mean, I can't believe I have to be top 11 in the world to be in the main draw. Mm-hmm. But I'm very grateful that yeah. I am. No I doubt. Oh, my God. <laughs> no. Stick with your partner right now if you can. Because yeah. Yeah. all the breakups are just like sliding people back. And yeah. there have been some big breakups. Yeah. Big ones. Like Nikolai Lupo yeah, splitting up. That's crazy. It was bad for us because it knocks us deeper into the qualifier because those oh, two split up right. and they come down <laughs> to level. Right. And now we're like, oh my God, all these breakups, please stay together. <laughs> you, I mean, those guys have been playing together for so long. Mm. I mean, them like. Cantor Lozzi, actually, Cantor, even longer. Yeah. They had the they record, I think. Right? They were like, yeah. when they were 14, they were playing together. Loziak and Brown now, yeah, seriously. Yeah. Cantor Losiak, I played against them. I played in the World University Games in 2012 or 13 or something, and they were partners. Mm. And we were all like, wow. I don't know, 19. No, like, no, we were like 21, 22 at the time, and they've been partners ever since. Yeah. Like, they got to be just so sick of each other. Oh, my God. Even if they like each other. Yeah. <laughs> I think they don't stay in the same room anymore. <laughs> yeah, right. For years now. No, yeah, you always saw, like, Brill and one yeah. guy, and then uh, yeah. Fifi and the other guy were hanging out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, they just couldn't handle it anymore. Mm-hmm. Even when they won Sochi, uh, Losiak was practicing with Fifi. Right, yeah. And that's, <laughs> it's hilarious. So like, gnarly. Yeah. Uh, same as Nikolai Lupo, probably. Mm-hmm. Right? They're just like, I love you, but... So You're sick. killing me. <laughs> sick of being your partner. Not Dan and I. Not Dan. And I. <laughs> We're not going to get there ever. That's right. <laughs> We're different. We're different. Yeah, wait till they serve me every <laughs> ball. Dan, find out. A few times. Let's see how you treat me, sweetie. Uh, get on to Sam. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Don't you tell me what to do. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, well, you guys, I mean, you were training in Toronto since January, um, and then coming out here, getting like a bunch of new looks at teams and competing a little bit. Mm-hmm. So how's that? How's that been? Just adjusting into like a more competitive scenario in practice. It's been it's been nice. Um, you know, in Toronto, we're restricted in where we can train due to the weather, and you face kind of the same guys over and over and over again. Um, it's a good test for Sam and I to kind of know where we stand when it comes to playing the top U.S. teams here and plus Latvia. Um, I've been watching like you guys for years. <laughs> I've been like Samoylov and Smedens. I've been watching them for years, and I kind of had a few moments where I'm like, "Wow, I'm actually here. I can, I can compete against right. the best and you know be a professional about it." Um, so it's great to you know test kind of where. I've been at because I've I wasn't in the game for that long, but now I plan to be for the next three years. So, I feel very grateful to have a second chance and to perform at this level. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm kind of a little starstruck and uh, happy to, you know, be my best for everybody. So yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Heck yeah! I mean, mm-hmm. uh, so what was um, what were you doing when you're off when you're retired? What did you do with your I started what? like contract working and, and coaching. I worked mm-hmm. in like the nightclub industry in Toronto and I just started to try to build my own career and mm-hmm. build a relationship and save for a house and kind of move on to some yeah. things that we normally want to 
check real off world. Yeah. the things that um, we're all scared of. Right? Oh, wait, I'll just sign out. Oh, wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> avoiding that for 10 years. <laughs> um, but no, I'm very, like, passion-driven. Mm-hmm. And, and again, like, I, I didn't know that the, the call would come. Right. And it kind of threw me off guard. But um, no, good thing it happened when it did. Like, we were planning on playing together before. But like I said earlier, I wasn't disciplined enough. I didn't have the commitment level. Um, so right place, right time. And, you know, even though I'm a little bit older, he's definitely the veteran. So I get to learn from him and I get to, to yeah, just test myself against right. other teams. Yeah, it's cool, it's to, cool. to come back to a, a little less, um, I guess, expectations. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're out for seven years, like, well, what do you want from me? <laughs> <laughs> um, but then you come back and, like, right away you can kind of hang with, the guys you've been watching. It's like, That's oh. an honor. So That's now seriously. you can only go up from here, really. And then you yeah. got a guy like him, one of the top defenders. Yeah. Te- been seeing things. He can teach you stuff. Seems like you're in a pretty good situation. I am. I am very blessed. I mm-hmm. wish this guy could teach me how to jump as high as he does. Because the physicality <laughs> thing yeah, but, is pretty impressive. But then his nose would be bloody like his. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of other people's nose would be bloody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't say... You should see the other guy because yeah. there's nothing wrong with him. <laughs> <laughs> and you got the point. That's true. We established that point. Worth it. That's how you know you jump high when you're getting hit in the face and, and getting the block. At the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't have that problem. I jump perfectly like right here. <laughs> I'm good. Oh, you guys both heights. fly though. I mean, no, don't sell yourself don't short. Don't put one. me in that class. <laughs> <laughs> Watching you guys play the Latvians the other day, I was like, Jeez Louise, you guys play at like a different altitude. It's It was fun to watch. It was like a fun little match. You guys had a good little crowd on the strand. Yeah, oh, man. <laughs> Got a little of that pressure, that feeling, the butterflies. I was, like, I was excited for that. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely. We're like going in there with the Canadians. We're like, we'll see you on the 16th on Wednesday and on Thursday. And I'm like, okay, shit. <laughs> sure put some little like, stands out there. Just yeah. make the one court. Yeah. That'd actually be pretty that cool. Would be, yeah. That would be fun. Really the center court of the South Bay. It really is. Like, mm-hmm. it is. Like, I was just, I walked up this morning, I'm like, it's funny that the international teams come, and out of all the courts, they come right to the one court that all the U.S. teams practice on. <laughs> yep. And, and I'm not that team. Yeah. We're always like, ah, we're going to go down. Yeah. Uh, mm. About ten blocks and just be by ourselves. We don't know the protocol here. We don't. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you guys moved today. The etiquette, I mean, yeah, exactly. I could care less. I don't know why anyone wouldn't want to put practice on one court over. But last week, uh, I think Chase and Troy had the had the court when we showed up for national team practice. And like afterwards, it was like the full discussion. Like, should we move? Should we ask them? <laughs> I was like, I mean, this was pretty good right here, about fifteen feet down. But yeah. Something about that court. Chase is territorial about that court because last year or two years ago when everyone started using 16th, um, mm-hmm. he was like, I've been playing on this court for years. He's like, it wasn't until COVID hit that this is the only place people right. could play. They started coming on my court. So Chase well, is like, that's his thing. for a year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I heard that. Yeah, seven years. Mm. Um, but his boy, uh, Ed Keller's house is right there. So yeah. That's like the, that's the stands is sitting on Ed. Mm-hmm. And Greg Delgado. Greg Delgado's uh, porch. <laughs> yeah. great. I mean that yeah, that court is prime time. Like yeah. you guys were training there today, yeah. and you drew a small crowd. Just yeah, right. just like training. Yeah, you know, yeah like yeah, the yeah. the national team. So it's like I I do get it. Oh, but. it is cool. It's cool to have like a spot. And over the years, like we've heard back in the day, it used to be like Santa Monica, mm. and then it was like kind of Eighth Street, 
Marine Street was huge for a yeah, while. Yeah, Marine Street back in the day. Yeah. 8th Street with Rosie was kind of like famous. And then, but 16th too back in the day. I guess it's always had that draw. It's yeah. what, I mean, if there's someone in the Volvo community with a Strand House, we're all like, that's yeah. Know someone. <laughs> yeah, that's <just> well. <laughs> we'll play in front of your house. Yeah. And hang out with you. That's cool. That's yeah. it. Jake was funny because I saw him walking to, he was practicing on 8th today. Mm-hmm. And so he, I think he started at 16th and walked down. And he was like, dude, I just saw like Taylor Sander. I saw the Latvians. I saw this and that. I was like, if you just take like an hour and walk up and down the strand, you'll see pretty much every, yeah. the top 20 U.S. volleyball players. And now mm-hmm. like, because a lot of international teams will come here for when there's Mexican events. So you got, you guys are here. The Latvians are here. Uh, the Latvian women are here because Tina plays at USC. So Anastasia is in town. Mm-hmm. It's pretty fun. It's just like the World Training Center right yeah. now. Nikolai's yeah. coming out. Uh, Qatar's coming out. Yeah, it's gonna be right. I think you guys are doing a little training camp with them, right? Yeah. Nice. nice. Yeah, that should be good. So you guys are gonna bail on our training? Too. Yeah. Let's <laughs> <try>. <laughs> it's okay. They re-upped with us. It's okay. I'm not bitter <laughs> about it. We <laughs> practice with you tomorrow in the room. That's right. When I'm wearing gloves. I'm wearing my wetsuit, actually. We'll see. We'll see. Do you guys know where you stand in the... Are you in the main draw for Challenger? No, we're not. We're ranked 22nd right now in the qualifier. We're deep in there. That's a nasty qualifier. we're matched up with the U.S. team. I'm pretty sure we're matched up with... With Andy. Andy. Andy 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 They're like, oh, God, this guy's going to take a look at the qualification list and kick us out of his (laughs) (laughs) days. Well, you're one, in no danger of of Andy being mean, two, in no danger of Andy looking at the list either. (laughs) (laughs) He'll be the last to know when and who he plays. Wait, (laughs) who's Andy uh, signed up with? Nick. Nick. Oh, Nick's the one that you guys are on there. It's getting changed so often, though, because with teams dropping out. Yeah, because Nick was signed up. It never stays the same. Just for fun, he signed up with Theo to see if he could... Get in. That was for Rosarito. Right? Yeah. 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 Didn't they that, get in? I'm all over the place. Did they not get in? Uh, They're in the qualifier, so then came swapped back in. Oh. Uh, Wait, what? Yeah. Came, did he pull out with injury? Wait, what? I don't know how Nick pulled out, but Nick pulled out and came oh, subbed his, in. Came mm. got his points? Well, no, so I think that Nick and Theo might have signed up before they changed the system to having a qualifier. Oh. Because if there was no qualifier, I think Nick and Theo would have been main draw Elite 16. Uh-huh. Um, but then since they added the qualifier, Nick and Theo were in the qualifier, which Kame and Theo would have been in anyway. So right. then Kame just subbed back in. Oh, for I see, I see. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So, man, can we talk about what that Elite 16 qualifier is going to look like? Oh, my God. I'm so glad I'm not in it. <laughs> Dude. I mean, it's kind of a joke. Jeez, hell. Like, that shouldn't be a qualifier. It should just be another tournament, which I guess is what the Challenger <laughs> events are, but... I mean, in terms of, like, a, a good, entertaining product that the tour has to present to the world, it's, like... Like, half those teams are usually in the quarters. Right. Yeah. So it's, like, you're playing a quarterfinal in a qualifier. Yeah. To it's get into the top nasty. six. It's like, insane. <laughs> <laughs> the, the I want to be in it, but, like, still. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the rankings, like, if you really just took a li- look at all the rankings and you'd see some like great names way down at the bottom and some names that you know haven't really done all that much way at the top it's like has no real real indication of like where the rankings are right now it's like a full scramble 
we have no idea who's ranked. You know, obviously the Norway and Qatar outperformed everybody last year, but I mean, as far as I'm concerned, it's just like a full reset. We yeah. have no idea mm-hmm. who's the top team. Like, Borman's degree is in there. Yeah, aren't they like top three or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Got one, <laughs> I saw not one good event, but like realistically, yeah. they they won Stad, right? Right. Well, they. I mean. But they I think they should also have won a couple of European champs. I saw oh, that. Really? I watched they, that match. They blew a 12-8 lead over Anders and Christian in the third and oh, lost really? European. Yeah, I mean, they More were like some... beast mode the yeah. whole time. Wow. They they're freaking good. Yeah. I think that they're they're legit. I'm glad that they're in. Yeah. Because that's like a good, young, fun team. Mm-hmm. Right. The, it was funny. The entry list for, uh, which one's the challenger? Mexico City was, the top three teams were all Dutch. It was Brouwer, Musen, right. Bormans de Groot. Varen Horst van de Velde. It's like, jeez, Luis, how did that happen? Dude, I know. I'm hoping that Varen Horst van de Velde aren't, don't have so much energy. Mm. Like when those two are like not tired and just bombing away serves and side out, it's so gnarly. Yeah. Just massive. They do play a, a very high effort game. Like, especially right. van de Velde. Right. Yeah. Like that indoor background. I'm like, that guy pounds balls. Oh my God, yeah. Like, holy cow. Just Fully ripping as hard as he can, like yeah. it's indoor. Yeah. When you're in defense against a guy like Vandeveld, is it just basically it's it's blocker or nothing? I mean, because can you can you dig a it's guy? A deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, can Dan. you deal with this guy, please? <laughs> yeah. I can't dig him. What like My new defensive style. I start teaching this in my clinics. Dude, Coaching the college team, guys. Here we go. This is it. Oh, Watch the video. <laughs> His mm-hmm. team off on me and Trevor and um, mm. like I think we've I think we've I played him in Sochi. I don't remember when else we played them. Yeah, other than Sochi. But in Sochi he was going off. Mm. And I was touching like, you know, I'm like, he's ripping the shit out of everything. I'm just gonna ball, like just try to follow him. And I was touching everything, but he was like blasting it through my hands. He was hitting it so hard. Yeah. And then Trevor's back there, like, can you hit a shot, please? <laughs> like, <laughs> Trevor's waiting for a high line or something. And yeah, he was just tearing us apart. But I don't, it hasn't been all that um, sustainable. At times it has been, though. Like, last year he had a few really great events. When they're hot, they're hot. I didn't think that it would be as sustainable as he has made it. So yeah. that's why I'm like, it's kind of scary. Well, then he got hurt. He runs out of gas. <laughs> I mean, you got to, like, serve bombs at him and pray for the wind gods. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to start blowing the, blowing the ball all over the place. And then, yeah, you definitely need, like, an impact blocker to get in their face. Well, that, yeah. that guy was Bernhardt's before, too. Like, right. when he was with... Uh, Numerdor. Numerdor. Right. He was, like... I remember watching warm-up, me and Hayden, and I was like, I've never seen someone hit the ball. Like, I've never seen the ball hit the sand so hard. <laughs> and he's playing with this other guy where it's like, he's the other guy, but where I've never seen the ball hit the sand so hard. <laughs> it's pretty it's like, hard. ironic, the only person who could stop him is his own partner. <laughs> <laughs> How much, I mean, the game's changed so much, Dan, since you played last. Like, when you came out, and, and Latvia's running all kinds of crazy stuff now. Obviously, like, you've been watching them play a little bit, but is it, like, a totally different game from when you left it in 2015, or is it or is it pretty close to, like, what you thought it'd be? No, it's, it's changed a lot, just seeing from a computer screen how fast the game's getting. Yeah. How well everybody seems to be passing the ball to control that pass to become a set, like the young Swedish guys, and how well they do at moving the ball. It's cool to see the evolution of the game change. Um, but then you have different style. Like it feels like 
teams have their strengths, but also teams have their styles yeah. of how they how they score points. And even with Latvia, I'm like, ball man, ball man, ball man, ball man. And I'm like, uh, set, jump set, uh, go. And it's like, they're doing a good job not like taking away from the physicality of a blocker. And it's like, yeah. you need, it's not really about your jump. It's about lateral movement and your eye work. And it's like, oh my gosh, there's so yeah. much to think about. Yeah. Um, that you just kind of have to strategize more because it's not just the pass up and down set and then hit line cut it's it's so many more other fast tempo sets and and the ball control has just gotten phenomenal even with like the power it's still like we're passing better right <laughs> yeah. overall men's teams yeah. are just passing better which is yeah. pretty cool how was it just coming back onto the sand because if I take like three or four days off I just feel like I haven't played might as well be a year and you took several uh, years off and now I mean yeah. you're playing and competing well with some of the best teams in the world uh thank you <laughs> <laughs> um no I, I was always still coaching I was still in the sand mm -hmm. um teaching you know what I've learned to yeah. the next generation of youth but um I had the opportunity of like once Josh Binstock retired and stopped playing with Schachter I had an opportunity to play with him during two off-seasons during the okay. summer. So I was still taking in information from one of Canadian's best, and I was still playing in local North American tournaments. Mm -hmm. So I was still getting my, my feet okay. hot and sandy, yeah. but um, I definitely wasn't playing at that high level. So I, I've still been in the game just within, um, within Canada and within our community up there. But um, So I haven't, like, I, for two years I was completely out of it, which was nice, but then I... You know, I had this passion in me that I tried to drive towards my career and other things that I wanted to establish. But yeah, now I, I can feel like I'm grateful to have a second chance and yeah. take that passion and put it into a, a, a more powerful mind. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just excited for that. Yeah. Did you yeah. did you miss it? We're gonna pause here for a quick break to give a shout out to our sponsors. And Try and I are so stoked to partner up with Athletic Greens. Now, I traveled more than 82,000 miles last year playing beach volleyball, and Tri put us well over the 100,000-mile mark for the whole Sandcast family, and neither of us got sick a single time. All right, we were competing and traveling from February through November, and not one of us so much as sneezed. And obviously, there are a lot of factors in that, but the biggest common denominator that we both swear by, that we start our day with every single day, is Athletic Greens. It is our one-stop shop vitamin supplement that we bring on the road everywhere, and it is so delicious. All right, a lot of the green supplements I've taken, it tastes like you've basically taken a fistful of dirt and earth, put it in a blender, mix it up, and then you just chugged it down. This is not the case with Athletic Greens. It is delicious, and it is packed with 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. It is delicious and it works. All right, I swear, last year was the healthiest I have ever been. I give enormous credit to Athletic Greens for that. And my partner, Adam Roberts, he actually started getting sold on Athletic Greens, so much so that he actually started getting it for his parents. Uh, we cannot recommend it enough. It, it's a great price, honestly. It's less than three bucks a day which if you are taking multiple supplements, you're going to be paying more than three bucks a day anyway. So you might as well just get the one-stop shop for all your nutritional needs with Athletic Greens. That's actually how the company was founded. So the founder was spending over a hundred bucks a day 
in vitamin supplements and he decided to just found his own. And now we're on the, the 51st or 52nd iteration of Athletic Greens and it is so good. And it is beloved by athletes and high performers everywhere. It, I, I actually was uh, led to Athletic Greens by t- the Tim Ferriss podcast. And then Joe Rogan also has it on his podcast. And between those two, you have 90% of the high performers in the world. And now they're here on Sandcast, keeping the boys healthy. Uh, so right now, for you, it's it's not just for athletes. It is for everyday people, okay? And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free, and I'm going to say that again, a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free, again, free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sandcast, all right? That is athleticgreens.com slash sandcast to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, we are fired up on this partnership. We only work with partners that we absolutely love, and Athletic Greens is one of them. Cannot recommend it enough. This podcast is also brought to you by, as always, our good friends at Wilson Volleyball. They make the absolute best balls in the game, hands down, no question. And guess what? We're going to be using a lot of Wilson Volleyballs this year because if you have not seen the AVP schedule, it is packed. Whether it's AVP America or just the AVP, which has the most events since 2008, 2009, I believe. We got 16 AVPs. 16. And then we have another probably dozen or so AVP next, and AVP America is just full, and we are just going to be playing with Wilson Volleyballs from now until November, guys. So get some Wilson Volleyballs as you can get 20% off using our discount code SANDCAST-20. All right, that is SANDCAST-20 to get 20% off all Wilson products. So if you need a bag, if you need a cart, if you need balls, I recommend the balls and the bags. They make great bags too. Go to wilsonvolleyball.com and use our discount code SANDCAST-20. And let's see you guys on the beach. With season coming up, Try and I have started releasing a weekly newsletter, the Beach Volleyball Digest, which is just curating all of the top beach volleyball news from around the world. We got Volleyball World, the McKibbins are doing stuff, Volleyball Magazine's putting out stuff. I just started writing for AVP America. Kim Smith over at AVP is putting out a lot of content, and we are basically just taking all of that and putting it into one big email newsletter so if you ever miss any news we got you covered so if you want to get on that newsletter head over to sandcastvolleyball.com and on the sidebar there's an easy sign up form we would love to have you join the newsletter it's not just sandcast news it is literally all the beach news snow volleyball grass volleyball whatever's happening in the world of volleyball we got you covered so head over to sandcastvolleyball.com to get your beach news today I missed it. Definitely. Yeah. There's a passion inside me that I couldn't quite, you know, find and fuel it on something and latch onto. Um, so I think it's, it's meant to be that I could now just transfer that passion into myself and playing with Canada's best. So, yeah, yeah. I think that's awesome. And I think it's awesome that, that you took the call and, and you answered, cause I think one of the worst feelings that we can end up with is just like wondering like, what if, and I think that's awesome that like, yeah whatever happens, like you're not gonna have to wonder that, like you're back. That's pretty sweet. It is. Thank you. Very (laughs) excited. You know, I'm excited for what's ahead. I'm excited for, 
you know, not a lot, a lot of uh, international teams know who I am, and they're definitely going to test me over Shakhtar, who's been a professional for 14 years. So I'm ready for the, the challenge and ready for the load, and I have such a great partner to support me through that pressure. So it's yeah. going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah, I fun. love seeing the team in the honeymoon phase. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fun. after so, like the second uh, tournament, you can't pass the freaking ball. What the world tour is like. <laughs> <laughs> Like even uh, just with my like lack of experience mm. playing internationally, yeah. even after today's practice, I was like, oh, they're serving Sam majority of the volleyballs uh, and like they're speaking pretty aggressively. I don't know what they're saying. Like, is there anything I'm doing wrong? <laughs> they're like, no, trust me, you're doing okay. Yeah. So I have those funny moments of yeah. like inexperience of like, whoa, they're different language. They're speaking aggressively. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. but then it, I just sometimes just ask questions like that and like just yeah. worry about our game and don't worry right. about it. <laughs> so. dude it's crazy you were talking earlier about how the game's just there's so many things to think about and I'm like I feel like that every day I'm, how many years am I into like split locking I feel like I such a rookie Crickle. on defense and I've been I didn't leave the sport like I mean I did for a second but you've been gone for like seven years and I'm still like I feel the same way actually <laughs> <laughs> It seems so complicated. There's always, there's so many variations of one thing that you can do, you know? Like, how complicated is blocking line? Hmm. Like, it doesn't hmm. seem very complicated, but then there's, like, you know, dragging your hands here or going up high or taking some of the seam or, you know, there's, there's just so many variations. And then hmm. what's the guy behind you doing? And it's, uh, it's just a crazy sport. It's so much different than indoor in that sense. And, and I'm seeing it, too, with, like, hearing Taylor Sander come out. And he's like, tell me one thing at a time. <laughs> this mm-hmm. is way too complicated. I'm like, yeah. okay, good. So it's not just me. Because I'm a little slow sometimes. <laughs> God, I've been playing this a long time. And I feel like a complete rookie out here. <laughs> but no, uh, I think that's just the beauty of beach. It's like that it is that much more complicated and cerebral. And um, that you're always going to have... I mean, my point is you're always going to have those like thoughts of like, wow, I'm I have so much more to learn. Mm-hmm. Like not just because you're seven years out isn't like you're that far behind. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Like to mm-hmm. us, it doesn't look that like you're that far behind. Mm-hmm. But you. I remember That's... having that feeling too when I came back after two years, where I'm like, "God, this is gonna take forever." And I was like, "Oh, I guess I, I still got it." I'm like all those reps watching and even like teaching. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they say the best way to learn something is to teach it. So that could work yeah. in your favor too. Definitely. Mm-hmm. All right. Even with our new coach, um, you know, I coach clinics as well, adults mm. and youth. So it's like I have the opportunity to teach something that I've learned that right. I can now share. And uh, and again, as you teach it, you start you're just teaching yourself too that same pattern. And uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> and your willingness to learn, right? Yeah. Like your mindset around that, and like if you're willing to grow and right. expose yourself to new ideas. Yeah. And I think like a lot of people struggle with that because they actually resist. Um, right. that growth, that yeah, growth yeah. that's going to take them to the next level potentially, right? Which is why, you know, if you're physical, you're a dime a dozen because everyone on tour is physical. Yeah. But the greatest players really have that mindset where they're they're interested in learning new wrinkles. And it's like, you look at Mole and you're right. Like, right. there's, you know, how many styles does he adopt? He can go single, he can drop right. one hand, he can split, he can go up, he can press, he can yeah. do all these things at the age of, you know, twenty. Two, twenty-three, right. yeah. and then there are players who are 
in their mid thirties who who have sort of this one style of blocking right. and they're a little bit uh, monotonous maybe with yeah. it. So it's and that's why we we're so excited to work with Dan. He's an amazing listener, an amazing learner, and the growth happened so quickly. So it's right. it's exciting. Like having being or having coached for so long now, you know how to be coached as well, mm-hmm. right? Because you've been on the other side of it. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I hated it when players did this. <laughs> I'm going to not do that to this guy. It, the <laughs> I know. I know, coach. <laughs> well, do you know? Because <laughs> yeah, right. it doesn't like, look like it. <laughs> yeah, like even yesterday, we had a pretty private practice with our coach, and he's like, yeah, oh, you need to like, you know, slide in and, and do your timing stuff. I'm like, wow. Like, I coach that. I've said that right. hundreds of times, uh-huh. but yet I'm not doing it myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So it's 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 amazing to have that little feedback. To, right. uh, again, that you change your game just slightly. You can change yeah. the score by one point. And, like, <laughs> I'll, I'll do a 1,000 reps to score and change the score by one point. Right. <laughs> I know. I remember getting to the end of a lot of seasons where I'm like, if you gave me five points to spread out where I wanted them, I think I'd be ranked top five in the world. Like, it's, it comes down to that, like mm-hmm. one or two matches here and there, winning the fifth place match instead of losing it. Like that's the biggest difference right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you look at pre, like I was talking with Kent Steffes, and he's like, you know, I won something like 110 tournaments, but a lot of those were, and this was in the side out days. A lot of those were 17-15s. Mm-hmm. So you know, a matter of one point here, two points there, and that goes from 110 to 65, mm-hmm. and people would look at it and be like, oh, you know, 65 is a huge difference from 110. But in reality, it's just a couple points here and there. It's like a 1,000 reps for one point. It's a pretty good trade-off if you think about it. Definitely. <laughs> so true. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I see the Believe on your shirt. and Is that the matching? It is, yeah. There? So is that something is. that you came up with? Uh, correct. Yeah, when I stopped playing, I, I, I look back at my life and I realized I had a lot of great mentors mm-hmm. and people that gave me the opportunity to play the sport and took care of things financially. Um, so I told myself, you know what, if, uh, if I was blessed to go down this path and a lot of my life has revolved around the volleyball community, I wanted to give back to kids that also didn't have the chance. So I started a bit of a fundraiser and clothing and creating opportunity for them to kind of get to know how good they are. And a few kids were um, able to, you know, go to like a really high club in Toronto and they did really well. And my first sponsored athlete is now playing in his first year at Harvard University. Oh, playing indoor. Yeah. So wow. um, it, I, I latched onto it. And what I realized when I started to install belief in other young athletes was the fact that I didn't really have belief in myself. It was the lack of belief that I had that I wanted to like get other kids to believe in themselves. But now, what I didn't realize was this kind of reflects more on myself now. So like uh, starting that, cool. going down that passion, I came to a realization of, wait a second, I can't like genuinely, authentically be like, you need to believe in yourself. I'm like, wait a second, <laughs> right, do right. I even believe right. in myself? <laughs> yeah. Was I committed when I need to? So it was right. like, it was kind of an eye opener. And then yeah. I was like, wow. So... I love competing, I love learning, I love playing at this high level, but like a huge part of me now is to be able to like believe in myself when adversity and challenges and fear are right in front of me when you're losing or when you're feeling sore or like you're a little injured, um, to be able to be like, (laughs) all right, I'm going to (laughs) practice what I preach now. So, uh, and then I created it like just like a business, like an I Believe Volleyball where 
again, knowing we can teach a kid how to pass and set and swing, like it's more about the mindset of the game and yeah. like getting through those challenges. So that's cool. Yeah, thank you for asking about that. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. It's oh, funny that. that the last like five, seven years have been this sort of incubator where you've done and preached all these messages that you now have to espouse yourself. You've been mm-hmm. coaching these kids to do these things, and you're like, shoot, like I got to get my feet to ball now. I got to be myself <laughs> exactly. now, man. It's, you get to it's, live it. It's, yeah, it's funny how it works. It's like <laughs> being having the opportunity of being an athlete and a coach now kind of together is yeah. is uh, pretty powerful. And you realize, wait a second, do I actually do what I say? <laughs> yeah, there's so much to gain from stepping away from the sport. Like when I, when I was mm-hmm. out for two years, it was like, I feel like I gained all these different little pieces. Yeah, I, I got behind a bit in terms of just the fundamentals and the touches and whatnot, but there was so much to gain from it. And, and I kind of created like a, mine was like a logo too, but it meant something to me rather than like making a logo that's TB, you know, like, or whatever, my name. Mm-hmm. It actually means something and, you know, it's a sticker I put on stuff and whatnot. But that's, I feel like it's the same thing where it's like cool. you kind of took a step back, looked at yourself, what could you do? How could you help others learn these same lessons? And now it's like you're guiding Kind of North Star kind of thing, I guess. <laughs> That's a good analogy. I like that. Yeah. Pretty cool. I like it. <laughs> well, you, I mean, you just got finished a, the grind. You mentioned what a grind, a, an Olympic qualification process is. Mm-hmm. What was that decompression process like for you? I mean, was, because I don't know, is, is Pedlo retired? Um, I think he's retired mostly from international play. I okay. think he'll maybe do some domestic stuff. I think he'll, I think probably do some AVP Next, which is I don't know what that tour is called now. No, No. not the next tour. I think for the pro tour and the gold tour, you do. So I think I sort of was asking, you know, we still talk once in a while, and um, he was just letting. I was like, hey, what are your plans? What are you doing? He's like, no, I'll probably (laughs) just play some domestic stuff, and um, you know, we have a world trials coming up. I don't know if he's going to be participating in that because I think he's still eligible to do that. So he might like pick up one of the younger guys and do that with them. Um, but yeah, I think he's for the most part uh, taking the direction towards uh, moving on and uh, you know, he's a physiotherapist, so he's working okay. now. And then he's got a family, new young family, he just had a child, so um, him and his wife are focused there, okay. which makes sense. And I think he had sort of had enough from being away from his baby who was like, we were on the road, like yeah. immediately yeah, after, he had, his, after he had his kids. So, um, that was really uh, challenging for him, I'm okay. sure, during that time, and uh, especially like grinding and like the amount of stress that we were experiencing at that time as well. So uh, the decompression was important. I bet it was important. It was a very stressful period for I'm you know not and that's not unique to us. That was for everyone who was yeah. going through right. that. Well, Pedlo does not go uh, anything under 100. percent No, he does like, not. <laughs> he is. Yes. I mean that that guy's got the the branding and business down of the game. Yeah. He honestly might be able to make just as good of a living playing in these small events and kind of just a thousand percent himself and doing what he does best. Kind of like a Canadian Casey Pat, I guess. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the same yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, he, he worked would, really hard to build that brand and like right, no, he put sure. in, yeah, he put in the work. Yeah. So I got to imagine he's going to, you know, not just kind of dump it. Yeah. But on the side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ride, especially yeah. with the name he built for himself. Mm-hmm. For sure. I like it. But, I mean, you, had, you took a couple months, and what do those 
couple months look like? I mean, were you just like... A lot of junk food. Of <laughs> it, was little, it was a little strong when I saw him in Stad. Yeah. The no, it was... Uh, yeah, I mean, like, we like, needed a break. We were going very, very hard, and yeah. it was through COVID too, right? Yeah. So it wasn't even like a typical off-season to season. It just felt like a, like a four or five-month off-season, right. which was bizarre. Yeah. And in Canada, we had extremely strict lockdowns. We couldn't even go home. We weren't even allowed to go outside to the beach. To practice, like they tore, they started tearing down poles from the public beaches because people were still going outside, and it was like a quarantine. It was during quarantine, so it became it made challenge it made training very challenging, yeah, and monotonous because we didn't know when the next tournament was. And I mean, like this thing hit us when we were in Qatar, and I remember yep. being in the hotel in Qatar, and airports were shutting down, and we were like. Oh my God, do we pay an extra thousand dollars just to take a direct flight? Because we don't want to go through like this airport that could potentially get shut down tomorrow. Right. Yeah. And, and then we got home and it was like just sho- it was shock because we, we had prepared for this crazy long season and this push and all these events that were lined up. And, you know, and we knew we only had like four left and we had to get these results at these yeah. four and then we had to do a continental tour. And then we weren't even sure if the Olympics was going to happen. So they were like, okay, do we shut this whole thing down? Right. And Pedal was like, well, I'm going to retire if this is done. Yeah. So we were like, all right, we didn't really know what to do. So we were sort of hanging on. We didn't know how hard to train, like our whole, you know, peaking for every season. So we had to adjust our YTP and like everything was just in complete flux, which is stressful. And then, um, and then once things started up again, it just felt like a rush and, we had had to switch coaches and we had to you know, make all these adjustments on the fly. So when it was all sort of said and done, we went to Stad after we weren't able to qualify just to sort of like end it and, and you know, make a little money. And Stad's a beautiful place to go, so why not? Yeah. Um, and then after that, I just did not watch or think about volleyball other than to make money coaching <laughs> for about two months. <laughs> and then... This guy gets the call, <laughs> and uh, we started. Tra- I started training again in like November, December, and it's sort of like you know, after I was sort of able to let let that whole experience go and learn from it and grow from it, um, I sort of felt more invigorated to play. I was considering retirement, and I just said, I can't, I can't go out like that, and yeah. I want, I want to give it another shot, and I want to, um, you know. You talked about not uh, ever thinking, oh, what if I did that? And yeah. that, those are the sort of the feelings I had. And I discussed it with my girlfriend and my family. And I was like, I can do this. I can still play. And I wanted to still ball. So I'm back, baby. I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to feel good, though, to step away and, like, actually mm. give yourself the out. Because, like, for example, when you're in a quad, which was five years last year, uh, or last quad, doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but, uh, you, you, you don't give yourself an out like at any point in those mm-hmm. five years and you change a lot as a person you're just like no this is what I'm doing you don't really step back and be like if you don't want to you don't have to do this mm-hmm. um, so it must have felt good to kind of step back and kind of be like you can do whatever you want you don't owe anything to Sam or Dan or anybody except mm-hmm. for yourself and you can just do it for yourself and then now that you're back in it you at least like knew that you had the out yeah 100% and I think that makes it convinces you of how all in you actually are Mm -hmm. when you make that decision because it's it's a commitment right right? it's a full-on it's a full-time job and I think I you know I'm doing some other things to think about and like to sort of test out if I 
if I do want to do this for three years. And it was like, I took a coaching job at a college. I was doing sort of privates and it sort of gave me a little snapshot of what it would be like if I, if I stopped and if I stepped away. And I was like, I, I love what I do uh, with, my, with my college program. I love coaching and I love, you know, exploring <coughs> new things. But nothing quite beats yeah. being on tour and, you know, sort of competing and sort of testing myself every day. And um, just having that, that level of growth is like unbelievable. Every year I'm like, okay, I, I figured my stuff out. I'm like, no, nope, haven't figured it out. <laughs> new, new level, yeah. new add-on, yeah. uh, new challenges. So, was, and, yeah. And just as athletes. Hey guys, how's it going? Wanted to take a quick second here to let you know about an awesome product that we discovered this off season. It is called Eversun Lighting. Eversun Lighting is an extremely portable and versatile lighting system built for outdoor after dark activities such as beach volleyball. We used it in the McKibben Foreman this year, had an amazing night match, which you probably saw on YouTube. The company is expanding quickly. They're on their third production model and that unit is called the Apollo. That's the one you're gonna to wanna to get your hands on. It is made up of two LED lights, 100% lithium ion battery powered, 18,000 total lumens. And if you're gonna carry it around, it's about the size of a snowboard case. Weighs 35 pounds, light head detaches from the telescopic mass, which goes from five feet all the way up to 20 feet high. That mast is ultra light and ultra strong made of carbon fiber. If you get two of these lights, they can light up a beach court easily. You get four of them, it's gonna be like a professional match. You also can swap out the batteries. Each battery will last about five hours. So these are extremely versatile. The Apollo units are currently being sold on pre-order because of there was so much success in the McKibben Foreman. Special pricing for pre-order and the early bird special goes through April 30th. You're going to want to go to eversunlighting.com and use discount code SANDCAST for your 10% off these lights. You will not regret it. Again, use discount code SANDCAST and you can have some of the best night matches of your life. We all just have such a finite time period where we get to compete at the level that I mean you guys are competing at right now I mean you'll be able to coach at a very high level for as long as you want to be able to coach at a very high level but you can only jump 40 inches and hit pause and compete against you know Trent Trevor and Oleg and Krasilnikov mm -hmm. and all those guys for x amount of time mm -hmm. so if you feel that passion in there you might as well just keep going for it I mean, I was going to say, once you're done, you're done. But this guy comes back after seven Not all of us can jump 45 inches. You know? <laughs> well, why? There's a cost. <laughs> <laughs> well, why, why Dan? Because Dan mentioned, you know, and, and we had talked about this a couple months ago when you guys first announced yeah. that you were playing together. Um, but you mentioned that you, you kind of saw the, the writing on the wall that you were probably going to move on. From playing with Sam at the end of the Tokyo quad and that you had called Dan and said hey like you know get your act together I think we can be pretty good mm -hmm. why why Dan you know who had been out of the game for a little bit well well Dan and I have known each other since we were like 15 like we used to play 16 you against each other and indoor and beach so like he's always been in the scene and I've known him forever and knowing someone for that long you get to really have a deep insight into their character and especially considering like like we were full on rivals as kids, like not, not in a bad way where like I hated him, but like it was us in the finals yeah. at every tournament. And um, 
it had always, it was like the weirdest thing. Like we'd always sort of cross paths and just miss each other for yeah. years. Like we we actually played a tournament together in 2014. And uh, in Mexico when I was playing with Josh and Josh had to go to a friend's wedding. So I was like, all right, Dan, let's give this a shot. <laughs> and we played a tournament there. And then, um, you know, we would always be in training partners. So from a talent standpoint, it was it was obvious, right? Yeah. Like you watch him play five points and you're like, okay, that guy can play on the world tour. Um, the only question was, you know, is Dan ready to make that jump to like do all the comp- competition, the training that is required, the commitment? Right. And um, when I spoke to him a couple years back, I was like, hey, I want to play with you, but you got to show me that you're ready for this. And you got to show me that you're willing to put in the work and to keep your body healthy and to uh, go and, and sacrifice and grind on tour. Because as you know, it does. it's not always immediate when you come on tour. People don't know necessarily this, but Mullen Soren didn't light it up year one on tour. Like they had a couple years on tour where they had to, you know, they were obviously extremely talented always and that's going to get you quite far uh but it they weren't the molin sorum right. that we now know right. Yeah. uh right away so it, it does always take time and i said to dan like listen this is important you need to go out you need to get experience and it's going to be hard and you're probably going to lose a little bit but you know it's like you're earning your stripes and you have to really learn how to deal with loss and you need to learn uh you know, sort of learn how to take your punches to be able to like stay in a fight. And I think that I, I saw him go on tour and did it, you know, was it sparkles right away? No, it was tough, which is what we expected. And I, and that didn't deter me from being like, oh, this guy doesn't have it. It was like, this guy's putting the effort in and he's putting the time in and he's committing and he's making those sacrifices that people need to make. So from that standpoint, it showed that level of maturity that you're looking for in, in a man. A man that wants to compete against other men who are who are exceptional at what they do, literally the best in the world, and and once I saw once I saw that it was it was a, a completely easy decision. Yeah, is it? I mean, it's easy to say that you're committed, you know, and say, oh yeah, I'm, I'm all in. Mm-hmm. You know, we see it all the time. You know, people put up all these like motivational posts on Instagram, like I'm getting after it. But what did you see in Dan to know that like he was committed, or what you know? Maybe you could weigh in, like, what did you so show Sam to show, like, hey, I am actually for real about this? I think saying something and showing something are two very different things. That's a great question. Uh, for from 17 to about 25, I've always been that freak of an athlete, but I've always had the word potential with a question mark next to it. It's because I didn't take, I didn't have the work ethic like that a Sam Pedlo had. Mm-hmm. Just put in the work for his body and treated it like a temple. Yeah, I, w- I would be lazy. <clears throat> I would train in the sand and then I would get hurt a little bit and I would like rest. And I would just rest and I would just rest. And I wouldn't like, I wouldn't, I didn't know how to conquer that fear of pain and like actually put in the work off the sand. So I, I knew that for most of my career and I kind of shoved that in a closet and just relied on my talent. Um, and then with maturity of like taking that step back and realizing, wow, you weren't committed. Like you, there's way more you could have done. Um, I've le- I learned that during the process of just growing as a man and, and knowing that there's way more that I could have done. Knowing how unique I am as a physical athlete means I need to put in more work. Um, so it took, I wish I could have partnered up with him early, but at the same time, I, I wouldn't have wished that because I wasn't ready. Yeah. Um, so I knew that. 
everyone's always seen me as like a question mark potential athlete, but I know I had to prove to myself first that the work takes place in the weight room, the work takes place with my nutrition. And I was like, I was a yes guy. I was like, let's go to a bar, let's go to a party, let's yeah. do this, let's do that, let's sleep, let's go out late and then show up late to practice. And I, I just learned a little bit more about commitment and discipline to, to be full in. Um, and, I, and I had to show that. Um, so he lit the fire under my ass by giving me that phone call. But then I realized even like half a year into that, like he could decide to retire. He could decide to, you know, move on and start a family. I can't control that. So I said, you know what, the only thing I can commit to is knowing that I'm going to put in the work. And I, the only way I could do it, but was by showing it. So I used my social media as like, mm-hmm. oh, Dan's always been injured. Well, he's in the fucking gym every you know, <laughs> four to seven days. Um, and I developed a great relationship with my personal trainer and I learned about my body. Um, and now I know how to take care of it. And I, I'm still learning how to take care of it. Right. Um, and being able to, again, learn from Shaker and, you know, all like, you know, he's takes the leadership a little bit more in that role. And then, you know, just showing that it's, it's an everyday thing. Like I used to be put in the work, sit on my ass, play video games and eat like shit and now it's like no it's like wow I need to do this for 30 minutes and I need to do that for 20 minutes and earn you know like yeah. a treat at the end of the right. day but <laughs> yeah. no, I was just very immature when I was younger and honestly it took seven years to realize that but I'm so grateful to have to have the opportunity um yeah I'd rather you know go to the Olympics and medal one year than have like a shitty career for like eight years <laughs> yeah. so yeah I'm grateful for the opportunity and and to you know, do, even though he asked me, I'm doing it for myself to be able to, yep. again, I said earlier, to be able to face the fear that I ran away from to be able to like, <laughs> not this time. Yeah. I got the work ethic now, so let's go. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a cool perspective to have, especially because I don't think many people would be humble enough to admit that if he'd have asked me seven years earlier, yeah, I would have been ready. And you said, you know what? I wasn't in the right mental space to be playing with the best defender in Canada. Like I needed that sort of space away from it to realize what exactly I needed to do. Because that it takes like a complete dropping of the ego to have that realization. And it's, it's cool to have that self-awareness. Yeah, I was, more, I was the guy who, who relied on his talent and had a lazy work ethic. So now with both combined, it's, it's going to be fun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's going to be fun. That's dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> and you mentioned earlier the, uh, you know, the gold medal and you guys said you're kind of trying to commit to this quad together, but... Do you guys have any, I'm, and I'm not putting this gold medal on you guys, but do you guys have any specific goals that you've come up with yet or um, kind of just playing it by ear? So for me right now, like we're in such early stages yeah. of, of our partnership. Like this is our first exposure to yeah. international teams right. is like this week. Yeah. Right. Like Latvia is the first non-USA team we've played uh, together. So I think. As of right now, like we do have lofty aspirations, don't get me wrong, right. but in terms of what our, what our short-term goals are, to me are a little more important, which is like developing chemistry, developing our systems, like we're still figuring out what we are as a team. And I think once we know that, we, have, we, can, we can sort of build quickly on, right. on top of that, right? Like goal setting is an is a, is a extremely critical part of our journey and, right. and what we do as uh, athletes. But, uh, you know, for us right now, we want, you know, we are, we have a clear goal, which is to qualify for the Olympics. Yeah. And then, and then I think we both understand that the team has potential to win a gold medal, 
and do all those th- very difficult and amazing things. But uh, if we, I find if we look too, too far ahead, we sort of lose sight of like sort of the, the process. And, right. and I think sticking to those process goals are really important right. for us because we're so new. For sure. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Yeah. Especially like uh, with the whole Olympic process and you only having, this year we only have one season out of Olympic qualification. Mm-hmm. I keep having to remind myself like, remember, this is the year you wanted. You wanted finally a year where you're not like stressing about Olympics and all that. So like mm-hmm. just be here and, and enjoy this moment. Obviously you got to keep pushing and get better and all that because it is one of our, what, 10, 20 years that you get as a professional athlete. Um, but also like enjoy not having that Olympic stress. <laughs> For sure. Sure, this is like a special year for like us to just figure our shit out, <laughs> and then we'll worry about the Olympics. Stop putting that on me, bro. <laughs> Stressing me out. That's, That's why I said heart palpitation. I'm not just talking about this. His <laughs> <laughs> rings about to explode. <laughs> I just got over that thing. Shit, yeah, man. Don't even say that word. <laughs> I'm right there with you. I somehow ended up at the Olympics, but right there with you. Two Olympics in a row. God damn it. It was. Fun for us to watch this shit. This guy needs a fifth. Here we go. Let's watch these Americans just kill each other. <laughs> let's, let's watch them at dinner. See if they look. Trevor and Taylor. Like Imagine like brothers. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Oh god. And then me and Jake after this two quads. At the end of all so of it, we're in the Olympics together. <laughs> oh my god! Like, what the hell is going on? Jake hasn't spoken to me in eight years. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally exactly what happened. It's amazing. That whole experience is just hysterical. I mean, not I mean, poor Taylor, but. Show. <laughs> yeah. well, we went over it uh, well in, <laughs> the in whiskey with the crabs episode. Oh, I cannot wait. How are we going to follow that up with this shit? (laughs) 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 Do you guys have, um, we won't keep you here too much longer, but I'm just so curious. You guys have, you mentioned trials for world championships? Yeah, exactly. How does that work exactly? Is it just like a straight up, like a tournament? Yeah, sort of. I mean, there's basically two tournaments in order for us to qualify for the worlds. one of the new rules that is in the new world and the new tour is that um, you have to be ranked within the top 500 in order to be able to attend world championship. So you just can't be a bum off the street and come to our trials. You have to sort of have a certain level of standing within the world, FIVB points, in order to be able to participate. Are there 500 teams? You have to be top 500? You have to be like top 500 in terms of like your individual point ranking. Who's ranked 501? (laughs) <laughs> oh my god, I don't know. Maybe like someone who went to a Norseka one time. You've yeah. had to play in a Norseka or an FIVB in the last. Like, right. Like they just don't want Ben Stock coming yeah. out of the woodwork who has no points, who could take okay. a spot away from someone who's actually like, active it, on the tour. Okay. My first thought was that maybe they'd be trying to have, because there's a couple teams that I remember Carrie and Brooke beat a team like 21 to 2. Yeah, just like yeah, some of the random exactly. like African countries, and I think that's also okay. trying to prevent okay. that from happening. That makes as well. more sense. They want teams who are like actually participating rather okay. than sort of like just like I don't want to say stealing the spot, but just like right. sort of occupying a spot that would otherwise go to a team that perhaps 
from would the viewer's perspective would be more entertaining or yeah. deserving of that spot based on their commitment. Yeah. So um, you have to be ranked within that top 500 in order to par participate in our trials. And then, which I think like narrows it down to about six teams. Okay. So we'll have like a little internal tournament. So they'll rank you based on the points. So they'll be Ben and Grant, myself, Jake and what, Russell, and then like a, f a few other teams. And then we'll all play, and whoever wins that berth has to go to Norseka to play a tournament, which okay. is our continental tour. And then there, there's two pools of six, um, which include like Mexico, USA should be in that if you guys don't already have. If there's, I'm not sure if there's a country code on your uh, world champs berth. I don't think so. But if there is a, a, like a cap, like a country cap, like only two allowed, let's say, then USA might be eliminated from that if right, you yeah, can yeah. qualify two teams. Right. If not, then you'll send a team. And then anyway, so there are two berths that are given at that tournament. So okay. we'll be in you know, a pool with, I think, Cuba and Dominican and Puerto Trinidad and Nicaragua and yeah. stuff like that. And in the other pool, it will be like Mexico, USA, and then some of the other... Um, arguably weaker teams in the Continental Tour. Okay. And then those two berths, go. Okay. Cool. I didn't know that. There's so many changes. I, I've, I can't keep up with all of them. Me neither. I'm, <laughs> I'm just regurgitating. <laughs> you did a good job. Well, I like, read the email yesterday. Place. I got lucky. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it was funny because Jake was like, are you stoked to like have a U.S. trial for Worlds? It's like, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we'll have it just because... I think we'll have enough teams to automatically qualify. But I'm not sure the what the partner changes, though. That's true. Because I think Jake and Taylor would have been a lock, but now it's Taylor and Taylor, Taylor Sander. Well, like, and uh, I don't know how many points. But I think they did well at a tournament. Theo, they might have enough. Theo, yeah. and, Theo and, and Kane might, might have enough. Yeah. Like and Nick and Phil are gone. Theo and Nick could just Theo and Nick. Up and right. So I think you guys yeah. can finagle a pair together to yeah. like qualify, but I'm not sure if it will be like a natural pairing. But it'll be decided life. in the first uh, few events, right? When's the cutoff again? I don't know because like, we're gonna do the Norse oh, cover. It's like end of May. End of May. I think, and because that was one of the big things is that there was really only I think three. Originally, there's only two or three challengers before World Champs, and so all the challenger people were freaking out. They're like, "This can't be right." How are we going to qualify for this tournament when we can't play? Right. And so that's when I think they added the challengers in Doha and Turkey and right. I forget the other two, but like Greece or something. They filled okay. it out. World champs in Rome sounds pretty dope. Yeah, yeah. Like if they can fill the stands like they did in Hamburg, mm -hmm. that was the last world champs we had, right? Yeah, let's not fuck this up. Yeah. I'm fucking stressed again. <laughs> can't just have a casual conversation. <laughs> it's gotta be brutal. <laughs> no, I'm just picturing Hamburg, but in Rome now, like one of the most, mm. like, I don't know, high, crazy energy mm. city, you know, like being like down awesome. the street from like the freaking Roman Colosseum. Yeah. And stuff. You're like eating dinner, they're like, what? Well, you, <laughs> like, how old you played there left handed. Yeah, I did. <laughs> in the World Tour Finals. Yeah, yeah. jump <laughs> <laughs> Left-handed jumps are, yeah. get out of here. Yeah, and Trevor's like, like when I throw it out, he's like, what are you doing? And I was like, well, this is my only chance to do a left-handed jump serve on the world tour. And like, it kind of somewhat makes sense. It was sense. amazing. And we won the point. 
And now, <laughs> and now Trev can probably do that because he's oh, like his he right think, shoulder was falling yeah, off. Yeah, now him. he thinks he just is so good at left-handed now. I saw him hit a couple like tranny sets when you guys were at training. But it's with not that like left. impressive. It's like anyway, right? <laughs> yeah. he just he just like goes for it. Like, just give him the, just give him this, okay? Take it. You're right. You're not Trevor Yeah, dude, you're lefty. Yeah, so good, it's man. amazing. You bounced that. You Wow, fully ambidextrous. I can't tell the difference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> when do you guys leave for Mexico? On Sunday the 13th. So right we on. got basically another week and change. And then we're off, yeah. Good deal. And then are you going back to Canada after that? Yeah, well, we What's... have to go back immediately actually for the trials. Like the tournament ends oh, on okay. Sunday and our trials start on Wednesday. Okay. So it's going to be, uh, thank God, no time change. Which is good, yeah. but it'll be like kind of tight is when we indoor? make it to the finals, yes. right? Indoors, indoor, yeah. That's different. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, which is bizarre, right? Like I, I think feel like they would mess with me. Oh, dude, especially in the so hard to move back and forth. Where it's like we have to win this one. The, right. the ball moves completely <laughs> different. <laughs> God, that's gonna be stressful. <laughs> Here I am dealing with like some oil and smetons, and like, oh my God, ball's moving way yeah, no, these fast sets to oh yeah. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> right where it was a second ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh it's a ball man the entire time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're still there. Yeah. yeah. Awesome, guys. Well, yeah. We appreciate you coming on. Thank, Thank you for taking you. the time. Appreciate that. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Good, good luck down in Mexico. I'm excited for you guys. Yeah. Fun to watch. Yeah, it will be. Yeah. Anyone know how to pronounce the name of the first city oh, that we're God, going to? Oh, God, I don't want to. Everyone's just saying Mexico. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's so funny because uh, I'm going to be commentating that <laughs> for the FIVB. Like and I asked, <laughs> I asked the guy from the FIVB who, uh, Volleyball World, I was like, how do you pronounce this? He goes, I think we're going to be using Mexico City. Yeah. <laughs> it's two like, hours out of Mexico City. It's <laughs> a good idea. Well, <laughs> 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 All right, guys. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate you. Cheers.